Hello, this is Willie Woods, your financial nut. Why the financial nut? Because I like to do things a little bit different. Crazy, you know, kind of, or maybe even nutty. But first off, I would like to take care of a little business. I would like to inform you that this information is for entertainment purposes only. This information, if used, is at your own risk and your own expense. I cannot be held and will not be held accountable for any good and bad decisions that you make in reference to this podcast. Thank you. You have a great day. Hello, this is Willie Woods, the Financial Nut. And earlier I had made a podcast about um, me having my peace because I don't really lose. I don't consider it losing and stuff like that. Well, um, I need to explain it a little bit more so, you know, you guys won't get me wrong. When I create, when I buy stocks, I create what I call a portfolio. I base my portfolio on 50%. I'm not going against the S&P 500. I'm not going against the Dow. I'm not going against the NASDAQ. I'm not going against anything. But on any brokerage account, it will tell you how your portfolio is doing. And my goal is 50%. Anything at 50%, I'm good at. Anything over 50%, I'm good at anything under 50% then I know I need to work so what I try to do is I try to have a mixture of stocks and I'm not talking about diversifying because the stocks might be all the same kind Um, I'll, I'll get into diversifying sometime down the line but a mixture of stocks that keep me above a certain percentage So because this mixture of stocks keep me above a certain percentage, when the market goes down and stocks get hit, I look at my percentage. If my percentage didn't take a serious hit and it's at or above where it's supposed to be, there is no reason for me to lose any sleep or cry about it. And even if it does go down, I set my percentage so high that even if it goes down a little bit under there, my percentage is still pretty high. You know, I don't set my percentage at 5%, 10%, 15%. I set it at 50%. That's how well I want to do. And the only way you can do that is you find stocks that work for you and you buy them in quantities that will give you the results that you want. And it does not hurt if they also give you dividends because the dividends help push that percentage a little bit higher and you can either take that money out and invest it somewhere else or you could reinvest it in the company. So... When I say that I have no losses, I'm saying to me, I have no losses. 
see, because I'm a firm believer that a stock could go down and if I don't sell it, the loss is not a loss because you don't lose until you actually sell it. And if you sell it at less than you bought it for, then yeah, of course you have a loss. Well, I try not to do that. And am I good at it? I'm pretty good at it. You know, I, I, I'm, I never stroke my own ego and say, oh, I'm great or this or that because, you know, you never know what a happy win. But I concentrate on what I do. When I'm doing stocks, that's what I'm doing. When I'm doing IT, that's what I'm doing. When I'm doing family, that's what I'm doing. So you, you got to understand that the way you see a loss, I may not see a loss that way. And because I don't see a loss that way, my feelings or reactions to the loss are not the same as yours might be. The first off is I follow my number one rule. Don't be greedy. Second off, I follow my number two rule. Do not invest money I can't afford to lose. I don't have my rent money, my car money, my house payment money, all that money in the market. I don't. That's not where it's supposed to be. I got to have that available for what it's called to be. But now if I have some extra money that does not have a tag or name on it, then of course I can put that in the market. But that's just how I invest. You know, um, I laugh because, you know, a lot of people look at me and think that I'm kind of mean because I will buy my children or grandchildren a stock before I buy them a gift because I watch them and I learn that they'll play with the gift for a minute and then after that um, they no longer care about it so basically you've wasted money whereas I could put money in an account for them and that money can grow for, for them as long as they're growing so it's all about structuring. You got to structure your investments where you can sleep at night. If you got investments that don't allow you to sleep at night, then you got problems. You need to get out of it. If you're worried about the next crash, the next this and next that, um, then you should not be in the market because the next crash is always going to come. The next down market is always going to come. But on the same token, the next bear bull market is going to come. And the next bull market, we don't know how high it's going to go. You got to remember, when I was little and the stock market was about 2000, this is the Dow. The Dow is, what, in the 30-something thousands? Now, it's been many years, but... It's in the 30-something thousands. So, even though they are through all these crashes and all this stuff, the market has continued to inch up. Now, will it crash and never go up again? I don't know. That's not my wish. That's not my plan. And if it happens, it happens. I don't base my life on that. 
But if the market does have a crash, I'm under the belief that, well, it's going to go up and it's going to go up higher than it's been because it's constantly has done that. You know, um, right now they say, oh, the market's up because the government is pumping in money. And it may be. What I say is take advantage of it while you can. Because there come a time where they ain't going to be pumping in money. And other things are going to have to take effect in order to keep the market up. So don't cry and worry about stuff that ain't happened yet. If you're going to cry and worry, cry and worry when they happen or get out before they happen. And I learned a long time ago, you can't really time the market. There, you know, there's some plays you can make, you know, based on certain instances that happen over and over and over again. But basically, you can't time the market. So if you're a market timer and you're good at it, then hey, do it. But if you're a market timer and you're not so good at it, then maybe you should sit on the sidelines until whatever you think is going to happen, happens. And then get back in if, if you feel comfortable doing so. You know, just like um, when they shut us down for the coronavirus, the market dropped like crazy. And right now, people are owning airlines where they got it seven and eight dollars a share. That person could have been you, but no, you allowed the market to scare you out of it. And I'm not just talking about airlines. They got cruise ships. They got um, hotel companies. They got all kinds of companies that went down. You know, some companies almost died. Um, I, I would use AMC because AMC almost died, but they had help and the help was very successful in, in pushing them up. But things like that happen. You know, you, you can't know everything that's going to happen. But you can know what you know. So know what you know and invest according to that. Know what you know and invest according to what you know. Know what you know and invest according to the amount of money that you could put in the market. And you don't have to be like me. You don't have to have a whole bunch of shares of different stocks. You could have one or two stocks. If you have $13,000 and you have uh, the option of buying a bunch of stocks or buying 100 shares of Apple, buy 100 shares of Apple. It'll probably do you better in the long run. But anyway, this is Willie Woods, the financial nut, and I'm out.